Well, last night, it was a beautiful, clear night, and so some friends and I went out and looked at the stars and the constellations. And one of the things that uh, was impressed upon my heart was just that what we were looking at there last night in the sky was something that people have been looking at for ages. Same constellations, stars. We, there's a verse in, in Job where Job was talking about God and said, It is God who alone stretches out the heavens and tramples down the waves of the sea. He makes the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, who does great things unfathomable and wondrous works without number. Those same constellations, the bear, <coughs> Orion, and the Pleiades, or Pleiades, uh, we looked at last night. So here's Job, thousands of years before Christ, writing of the same things we were looking at last night. Just uh, it's quite a thought in it. David, Moses, Job, they all looked up at those same, same stars. Well, <clears throat> after I went in the house, I got a call from Renee that told me that uh, her mom had passed into eternity. Um, she had fallen a few days ago and broke her hip. They tried to do surgery, but she uh, really never uh, recovered from the surgery. Uh, they had to resuscitate her once, and then she was on life support. <clears throat> but she had signed a document saying she did not want to be resuscitated. So when they took her off life, life support, which was just right after I came in from looking at the stars, uh, thinking about eternity, you know, is <clears throat> when she died. And then I was thinking this thought. When we look up at those stars and think about Job and Moses and others looking at the same stars, we tend to think that the stars are permanent and we're transient. That's the way it seems. But that's not the real reality. The stars are not permanent, but we are. There's a poem that I've quoted before, but I want to quote it now. It fits in well. This uh, poet said, The stars shine over the mountains. The stars shine over the sea. The stars look up to the mighty God. The stars look down on me. The stars shall last for a million years, a million years in a day. But God and I will live and love when the stars have passed away. Mm. Incredible thought, isn't it? Mm. Well, I thought <clears throat> that I would share just a few thoughts <clears throat> this morning <clears throat> on numbering our days. Numbering our days. So let's turn to Psalm 90. <clears throat> Verse 1, we're just going to read select verses here. 
Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were born, or thou didst give birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou dost turn man back into dust, and dost say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in thy sight, are like yesterday when it passes by, or as a watch in the night. Thou hast swept them away like, flood, like a flood. They fall asleep. In the morning they are like grass which sprouts anew. In the morning it flourishes and sprouts anew. Toward evening it fades and withers away. And then if you skip to verse 10. As for the days of our life, they contain 70 years, or if due to strength, 80. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and we fly away. Who understands the power of thine anger and thy fury according to the fear that is due thee? So, here's the verse we want to zero in on. So teach us to number our days, that we may present to thee a heart of wisdom. And then if you skip down to 16, let thy works appear to thy servants and thy majesty to their children. And let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. And do confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would help us to number our days. That you would teach us to number our days. Help us as we just uh, meditate on some thoughts related to these verses. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, numbering our days is a work of God. In other words, the psalmist here says, teach us. We're not going to do this just on our own. Teach us to number our days that we may present to thee a heart of wisdom. The natural man actually tries to avoid numbering their days. Um, The world doesn't want us to. Satan has certainly invented many distractions to keep us from numbering our days. And only God can bring the reality of these verses home to our hearts. Um, And even as Christians, uh, it's true, I think, that uh, we just sometimes don't think on these things the way we should. Often avoid, avoid numbering our days. Moses is the one that wrote this prayer. Um, he lived to be 120. But it doesn't matter how long you live. What matters is that you are taught to number your days. That's really important. If we're going to have a true perspective on life. So, I mean, we, we tend to spend our time numbering things we don't really need to number or at least are not near as important as numbering our days. We number our, our bank account or our hourly wage or the size of our lot uh, that our house is on. We have a house. Uh, we might look at the shirt size that we buy at the store. Those are, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to buy the right size shirt. <laughs> but these are not the numbers that really matter. Uh, so... Again, to number our days is a work of God. So I want us to just think briefly here, what does it mean to number our days? We number our days when we know 
and believe and feel certain things. And these are the things I'd like to point out. First of all, we number our days when we know and believe and feel that life is short and death is certain. You and I shall die soon. All flesh is like grass. David prayed that God would bring this reality home to his heart. Back in Psalm, let me just read it to you here quickly. Psalm 39. He said this, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. See, again, it's God that really brings this home to our hearts. We don't do this on our own. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and my life is nothing is as nothing in thy sight. Surely every man at his best is but a mere, mere breath. So it's just part of numbering our days to realize that life is short. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Death shall come to all of us unless Christ comes first. So that's the first thing. Second, we number our days when we realize that our days are truly numbered by God. Job says this back in Job 14, verses 1 and 2. Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. Thou also dost open my eyes to him and bring him into judgment with thyself. So, he goes on to say, Since his days are determined, the number of his month is with thee, and his limit thou hast set so he cannot pass. Cannot pass by. God set the limits. God sets your time. God's in charge. He's the sovereign one. We don't know the number of our days, but God does. And he's told us they're short. We don't know how short. We don't know what they'll bring. But we're accountable to him for how we use the time that God gives us. So that's the second thing. Our, our days uh, are numbered by God. Another thing I would say is we number our days when we realize that if we don't use this present moment, we lose it. I mean, that's part of realizing the, the brevity of life. Once that moment is gone, it's gone forever. It's an incredible thing. Every second it ticks on the clock, it's not going to come back. You can't recover it. So we must learn to value the present moment. Every moment of time is valuable. These verses do not say to number our years or number our months or weeks, but number our days. Our little, our little so-called little daily choices really do make a big difference in eternity. It ha- these choices before us may seem insignificant, but they're not. So we number our days when we realize that. We number our days when we try not to waste time or be idle. The writer of Ecclesiastes says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it verily with all your might. Now there's a right place for recreation, there's a right place for entertainment, but these are not what we live for. 
One thing I do, Paul says, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal. That's part of numbering our days, pressing on, being diligent and disciplined and, de- and having a determination to press on. Um, that's part of numbering our days. It's redeeming the time, talked about in the New Testament. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Buy up the opportunities that each day brings. So we number our days when we try not to waste time or be idle. And then another way we number our days is just to prioritize. We have to prioritize because there's so many things that come to us, so many things we could do. We have to make choices. We want to make the right choices, use, use our time the best we can. We have to prioritize to do that. Uh, again, there's so much we could do. We must put some things off, but we need to make sure that we don't put the really important things off, things that uh, really are important to God. And Jesus said only a few things really matter. The songwriter said, take time to be holy. That's a, that's a good use of time. Take time to be holy. Speak off with the Lord. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. So... Numbering our days. Take each day as it comes. That's part of numbering our days. Don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own, Jesus told us. <clears throat> it's not wrong. God's not against uh, planning. But uh, we have to realize that some of that can be presumption. <coughs> that can be guard against presumption. Uh, you know, the idea, tomorrow I'm going to do such and such. Well, it's not wrong to plan, but we have to always qualify that, if the Lord wills. Remember how James puts it? Other other than that, you're boasting. So we need to take each day as it comes and view it as an opportunity. Look for the opportunities, the best way to serve God in the day that we have, this day. And then we need to keep eternity in view. We have such a short time here on earth and eternity is forever. That's just quite a thought, isn't it? Eternity is forever. When hard times are upon us, we must number our days so we remember we shall soon be with Christ where there's no mourning or crying or tears. It's good to number our days, realize this is in, in these difficult times, it's not always going to be like this in times of pain and crying. It's not always going to be like this. On the other hand, we need to number our days also when times are going well, lest we forget about eternity. Lest we forget about eternity. You know, when things are going well, we just kind of settle down to, this is the way life is, and I can just enjoy it. No, we need to number our days. Realize that uh, we need to factor in eternity in everything in any situation we're in. So to sum up then, we number our days when we live our lives in light of the great truths of the Bible. That's, that's what it boils down to. We number our days by the grace of God. We can number our days if we live our days according to the great truths of the Bible. What are some of these truths? Well, just, just briefly, God is. That's where you start. 
God is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This world is not normal. That's the next place. We live in a fallen world. Um, death is yet part of life. It's an enemy. So we live in a fallen world. This world is not normal. I'm just talking about the basic things that we need to keep in mind. People are lost apart from Christ. Basic truth of the Bible. Many people will die in their sins. Christ died for sinners. There's the center of the the Bible, the gospel. Christ died for sinners. And he rose triumphant over the grave, over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? You know, this is what Paul says. Let me just quote it to you here from 1 Corinthians. Paul says, Oh, death, where is, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your, work, your toil, your work is not in vain in the Lord. So... Christ died for sinners. He rose triumphant over the grave. This is the one we're serving. And uh, we do not have to die in our sins. We can die in Christ and have victory over death. Next thing I would say is we walk by faith, not by sight. If you look around, it looks like people are just returning to dust and that's the end of things. That's not, that's not reality. We know by faith, these, tr- these truths related to who we really are and what we really are alive for and what God, uh, God's real purpose for, for humanity is. So we walk by faith, not by sight. And we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, to follow Christ. This is what life's about, following Christ. And then lastly, I would say Christ is coming again. Christ is coming again and we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Only God can establish the works of our hands. Remember, this is how this psalm we just read ends up in Psalm 90. Moses says this. Let thy work appear to thy servants and thy majesty to their children. And let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and do confirm for us the works of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. Our, our, the work in, our work in this life will be confirmed because of what Christ has done for us in our putting our trust in him. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We're all going to give an account of the work of our hands. So we number our days when we recognize this great truth that God is our dwelling place. Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. 
before the mountains were born, for thou didst give birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. We number our days just by realizing that our true dwelling place is in God. And so to sum up, just one verse from the New Testament here, which I think really encapsulates what we're saying. John says, The world is passing away, and also its lust, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. Think of that. It's all going to go. It's all going to pass away. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. Well, the stars shine over the mountains. The stars shine over the sea. The stars look up to the mighty God. The stars look down on me. The stars shall last for a million years, a million years in a day. But God and I will live and love when the stars have passed away because of the work of Christ, because of what Christ has done for us. God and you and I will live and love when the stars have passed away. Let's pray here in closing. Father, teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. We ask as we go through this day and whatever days we have left here on earth that we would remember what you've done for us, that you're our dwelling place from all generations. And that you've made a way so that death is defeated and we can have life forever. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.